The Grey Goose, Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. Inspector Ford was so hot on the trail of the Grey Goose that I had perforce to set about making up a few alibis. And for this purpose, I sent Barbara down to my cottage disguised as myself. <laughs> She's the perfect double. Then I, as Mr. Jenkins, the elderly owner of Barbara's flat and its late occupier, engaged the hall porter in conversation. Meantime, Charlie Austin flew to Paris as Mr. Jenkins, and for certain was checked up on. Later, I made myself conspicuous as myself in town. So there was Mr. Jenkins, both in Paris and London. Roland Fletcher was in town at his flat, but the police had tracked him down to his cottage in Hampshire. Inspector Ben Ford was, I hoped, developing a nervous headache. Hello? That you, Roland? Yes, you, Barbara? Yes. Where are you phoning from? A call box in the main road. Good. How did you get on? Tolerably well. I was followed... Managed to lose them, left the car, and got to the cottage unobserved. Good. I was only just changed when, lo and behold, enter one of Ben Ford's limbs of the law, a CID man, Fergus, who practically insisted that you were down here with me. <laughs> so that bit worked. Naturally, I was virtuously outraged, and he departed slightly deflated. <laughs> good, very good. And then? I told him I'd left the car in a bypass because of a puncture. Later, I went back for it. And who should walk in on me just as I was on my way back but the law again? Hey, what about changing the tyres and all that? Oh, I did that. Let the wind out of the spare and muddied it up a bit. Good girl, that's splendid. You're learning. Thank you. It was just as I'd got started up, he bobbed up. What happened then? Oh, another bit of an argument. And it ended by me telling him more or less that you weren't in the offing. Roly. Yes? Be very careful. I'm certain this tail of mine is going to hang around my neck so I'll probably find it very difficult to phone you again how things are down here or send you any warnings. All right. Leave it to me. You've been a good wench, Barbara. Hang on to the cottage and try to look as if you were enjoying it. Cheerio. Cheerio. Well, at any rate, someone thinks I'm in Hampshire. <laughs> I can just imagine that flat foot combing the countryside. Now, for a telegram for Charlie to ring me up from Paris. Overseas telegrams. Right, sir. Go ahead. H.C. Jenkins. Hotel Maurice. Paris. Phone me on receipt of this. R.F. Repeat, please. H.C. Jenkins. Hotel Maurice. Paris. Phone me in receipt of this. R.F. Right. Send that at once, please. Ah, and now to wait for Charlie. 
Ah, this must be it. Uh, hello? That's you, Mr. Hicks? Yes. Uh, Jenkins, isn't it? Uh, that's right. Uh, uh, got your telegram. <laughs> so here I am on the blower. <laughs> uh, this call's costing about a million francs, they tell me. Oh, blow the expense. Now, how have you got along? Well, uh, I met a couple of good sorts down there. All right, the, uh, all right, all right. Cut out the trimmings. Then they takes me to the Batter Clan. Now, for that's heaven's all. sake, Charlie, leave your love life out of it. The Moulin Rouge was just top hole. <laughs> Ring off. Someone's standing too close. I get you. Well, I'm pleased to hear from you, Jenkins. Uh, why don't you come over here for a spell? It's great. <laughs> well, I hope I'll be seeing you then. <laughs> Cheerio. Bon Santi. I'll ring again. Pretty good work, Charlie. Mm, so he's still being tailed. Well, I'll have to hang about till he gets another chance. Yes? That you, Mr. Hicks? Yes. All clear now, Jenkins? Yeah. I slipped another million francs to a, a character in a low pub south of the river. <laughs> I reckon my friend thinks I'm safe enough in here. Safe? How safe? Well, uh, I'll put it in this way. The place is full of floozies, see? <laughs> so probably he reckons I won't have no time for telephone calls. <laughs> You're a psychologist, Jenkins. No fear, not here. Just a looker on. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. Report. All Sir Garnet. I've been trail, of course, but uh, I've led a harmless life, and maybe they're getting a bit slack. They don't think Jenkins is up to anything, of that I'm sure. But they're anxious to know who Jenkins is. You see, when you were checked in Paris at the airport, Mr. Jenkins, that's me, was busy talking to the hall porter. Good on you. Now, get the plane back tomorrow. When you get to Croydon, come up to town as Jenkins, of course. Uh, check. Book in at the hotel you know of. Go to your room, then come downstairs and try to lift another of the keys from the desk belonging to another room. Oh, easy. Gus will give me one in a jiff. Oh, well, give Gus a fiver then. And then go up to that room, change entirely there and get that stuff off your face. Uh, shall I come along to you then? To me? No fear, no fear. Go to your own place and I'll ring you. Mm, okay. Uh, um, I'll just have a last look in at the, uh, uh Batter Clan place <laughs> and then get on my way. Yes, do that. <laughs> well, that I think sews it up. And now for an appearance at the club. At this juncture, I felt I'd earned a little relaxation. And I was feeling quite elated because I was certain that my little alibis were just about watertight. Now, of course, I was quite unable to gauge Inspector Ford's reactions or even visualise what was happening at his end. And it was many moons afterwards that Ben confided in me the facts of a very stormy interview he had with his superintendent. However, to keep you posted, it went somehow like this, as far as I can remember Ben's story. Well, Super, what do you mean, well? It's not well at all. Yeah, I agree, but... But we'll have no buts. Owing to your vivid imagination, you've got me into trouble with the A.C. Made a laughing stock of Scotland Yard. My vivid imagination, Super, conjured up what we all thought was a bright idea. That a very well-known and wealthy citizen was your idiotic grey goose. I hate to mention the gentleman's name, even. There's libel, there's wrongful arrest, and... 
What not entails? I still feel... Don't feel anything. If you'll permit me, sir, my idea is not impossible. It is. Look the facts in the face, Inspector. You persuade me to let a man tag Mr... Uh, our friend all over the place. Right? Yes, sir. Then a man follows him down to Hampshire where he has a little cottage. Yes. This crazy man of yours goes to the cottage and what does he find? A girl. Miss Faversham. A close friend of the gentleman we're talking about. Nothing to do with it. Why shouldn't he let his cottage if he wants to? But now listen. How could this suspect of yours be followed by your man? He was. Madness. Don't be so darned obstinate. Another of your men clung to him like a leech here in town. London. Middlesex. Not Hampshire, man. I admit it, it, it's all very confusing. Confusing? It's ridiculous. Now, from here, we go off on another ridiculous tangent. You get a bee in your bonnet about a harmless old gentleman called H.C. Jenkins. I'm certain that Jenkins, this old gent, has some connection. How? Well, uh, no, don't bother to answer. Old man Jenkins spends most of his life abroad since he let that flat to Miss Faversham. He's, however, well known to all and sundry in that neighbourhood, especially the hall porter, who says he saw him and spoke to him in the hall while one of your men told him for Lord knows how long in Paris. It, it certainly does appear impossible. And yet there's a trick been played. And one of these days I'll do a bit of conjuring myself and produce the Grey Goose, and he'll be who I think he is. You think so, do you? Well... Listen to this letter delivered half an hour ago, addressed to the commissioner himself, and handed in to me with a please explain. It goes like this. Dear sir, it has come to my knowledge that a certain well-liked and popular man about town has inadvertently come under the notice of the police. While admitting that our police are a most worthy organization, they do commit some gross errors at times, and this is one of the most flagrant. As I have told you, I know the gentleman quite well, but I assure you, he himself would find it impossible to nominate your humble servant, the Grey Goose. So that meandering screed doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't, doesn't it? Anyone could have written it. Tell me why, in heaven's name. That is at present unanswerable. But with your permission, I shall carry on on the basis that I feel I can build a case. At on. any rate, withdraw these men of yours, or we'll be getting into trouble. I will. And I'll set about finding the Grey Goose in another way. Well, as I said before, that is the gist of that portion of my Operation Alibi, which I was to learn in the far distant future. But to return to where we were, I called a conference a few lights later with Barbara and Charlie. Ah, I'm glad to see you back, Charlie. Everything seems to have gone well. Somehow, I think we're out of the wood. That detective has disappeared from the Hampshire place. And my shadow has given up haunting the street opposite. Yes, as Charlie says, I think we've... Lummoxed Inspector Ford for now. Only for now? Yes. He's confused, admittedly, and will never sort out our alibis in a month of Sundays. But you still think he won't give up? No, I don't think he'll ever give up. But for the moment, he's a bit breathless, and thus we can take it easy for a spell. You mean me? I shall have to give up my chase? Oh, no. No, of course not. But we'll just have to stop helping ourselves here and there. Which reminds me, Charlie, the formerly jewels. Ciphers at church, Mr. Hex. It's a funny thing. This case started with them, didn't it? I'd uh, like to get them sparklers off my chest. All right. We'll do that almost immediately. I may have to take a trip to Amsterdam. 
Who the deuce can that be? Keep your voices down. Hello, who? Ben Ford, Fletcher. Why, how are you, Ben? Oh, very well, thanks. And uh, you doing anything tomorrow evening? Not that I know of. Care to dine with me at the club? Game of fidgets and such? Delighted, thanks. Six o'clock, eh? That's right, oh, cheerio. The inspector. Blimey. As you say, Charlie, blimey. <laughs> This cordial invitation from the inspector leaves Fletcher and company a little nonplussed. What it portends, we'll find out in the next adventure of The Grey Goose.